Hi, everyone, and welcome to Crime Science. In this podcast, we explore the science of crime and the practical application of this science for loss prevention and asset protection practitioners, as well as other professionals. Welcome, everybody, to another episode of Crime Science, a podcast. This is the latest in our weekly update series. I'm joined by Tony D'Onofrio and Tom Meehan, our producer, Diego Rodriguez, and our production team leader. We've got also Wilson Gabarino. And uh, we want to go through uh, around the horn and get some input, insights uh, from our uh, world-class subject matter experts that we've got here. Um, I'm going to be just kind of doing an intro and outro uh, as we're preparing a scenario, working on about 36 projects and preparing to go to New York City for the NRF's annual big show, uh, as well as the LPRC uh, upcoming uh, kickoff meeting that'll be at January 18th, hosted by Bloomingdale's. And uh, we've got a full house, um, an overflowing, actually, waiting list. So we're excited about the energy and the participation level. We're honored uh, for that. But again, we're preparing, heavily preparing right now for LPRC's inaugural Integrate uh, program. This will be just a planning session, this one. Uh, so it'll be retailer only. We'll have between 30 and 90 retailers here in Gainesville, depending on uh, travel conditions out there. Um, but we're excited. We'll have a red, white, and blue teams, uh, three of them, that will go through a total scenarios we've mentioned before, left of bang or pre-event at bang, uh, which is the event, and then right of bang post-event. Um, so it's going to be action-packed. Um, we'll go through and learn how to create better scenarios. There'll be some embedded tabletops for the retailers to make decisions. Um, We'll also be working with the tech team, excuse me, uh, as we integrate uh, just about 50 technologies together, sensors, connectors, analytics, um, communications and dis- dissemination tools, uh, as well as some of the protective devices that are right out there for a two-person crew. Uh, those LPRC members uh, just be advised out there that we will do a 90-minute recap and interactive session, a debrief, a download on what we learned to all of our members, uh, date and time to be uh, announced. There will be, of course, recorded for those that can't join, but you will have the opportunity to integrate with us, engage with us um, live. But we're very, very excited about this. This is an unprecedented, unprecedented event. Uh, in fact, we just had some people from uh, that are academics and faculty at the Federal Law Enforcement Training Center, or FLETC, uh, as well as the North Florida equivalent here um, in Gainesville that we've got here. The Santa Fe College has um, what they operate, the Kirkpatrick Public Safety Training Center, so their institute. So we're working with all the right people to put together the right scenarios. Uh, We've got seven retail chains. Their experts have been helping us plan this in very detail, much detail. LPRC's Innovate Advisory Panel made up of 11 solution partners and experts from 30 major retailers have been the overarching sponsors and helping us develop it as well uh, as the tech people from, again, uh, about 45 to 50 technologies uh, in their organization. So excited uh, to go through this, to learn from this, and then look for one to three uh, scenarios in Gainesville uh, at our six indoor labs and outside uh, in our four square block operating area, our uh, Safer Places Lab, where we'll do some live scenario tabletop exercises that'll continue hopefully to take us all to the next level uh, at better safeguarding vulnerable people and places. 
Uh, with no further ado, let me turn it over to Tony D'Onofrio, um, and then we'll go to Tom Meehan. Uh, another thing I want to let everybody know is we'll be recording from the NRF Big Show next week, our next episode after this one. So, Tony, if you'll take it away. Thank you, Reed, for all those great updates. Uh, this week, I want to summarize some 2023 predictions from various sources as we begin the new year. And let me start with Visual Capitalist. And I'm going to read you an entire list that they published, a really interesting uh, list, of which I think uh, covers a whole bunch of trends from uh, economy to technology to risks that are, uh, are coming potentially in 2023. And here they are. Uh, regulators will clamp down on TikTok and other tech companies. Energy will remain expensive in 2023. Broad equity indices will rise, but a rising tide will not lift all boats. Google's stronghold on search will loosen. This one was very interesting to me. European unity will be tested as individual economies face headwinds. Value will trump hypergrowth, which is going to be a challenge for Silicon Valley, in my view. China will maintain an aggressive stance, but uh, no Taiwan invasion. Artificial intelligence will pop up everywhere. China's economy will bounce back after reopening. The U.S. dollar search has come to an end. The outlook is positive for emerging markets and their currencies, especially commodity exporters. Bonds are back, baby. Uh, global recession risk is high, but the USA may narrowly miss it. The Russia-Ukraine war, unfortunately, will not end in 2023. The crypto winter will continue. Work culture will continue to bend towards flexibility. Tensions will grow between citizens and governments, and especially in authoritarian countries. Following Elon Musk, Silicon Valley will thrash headcount and cost. Education will face disruption from various angles. Real GDP growth will be in the one and a half to 2% range with a high variance between nations. This is something that I wrote about. They used to be much, much higher, 6% plus uh, in 21 and so on. Uh, and it's really dramatically dropping. Interest rates will peak in 23. India will have a strong year. Inflation will begin to cool off, but will remain well above target levels. More retail brands will launch recycling programs, and more manufacturing will shift away from China. And I fully agree with many of these. Switching sources, here are uh, some retail trends to watch from RIS News. Retail media networks will expand. Frictionless trends in retail will accelerate. More immersive commerce is coming. Customer 360 views or customer data platforms are on the horizon. Supply chains will level up. Expect an acceleration of the journey to cloud applications in 2023. Also some very interesting analysis, and again, switching sources from the Harvard Business Review on what to expect in technology in 2023. Um, as they open, 2023 will likely be a sober year in tech. Geopolitical and economic uncertainties are injecting more caution into the next phase of tech's evolution. 
leaders will uh, have to search for ways to do more with less, find value where innovations overlap, and strategically invest in technology that are hitting a tipping point. Lots of discussion in their analysis on combinational trends and combinational technology, which I agree with. In fact, that's a trend that's been discussed even at the Loss Prevention uh, Council in terms of doing a lot more integration and combination technology versus silo technology, and I think that's coming. They also expand in the Harvard Business Review on game-changing technology such as 5G, AI, and cloud, hitting tipping points for mass adoptions. The research that they publish uh, shows that companies are looking to move up about 60% of their IT estate to cloud by 2025, and more than 50% of companies report they've adopted AI or artificial intelligence in at least one function's other business. Uh, and finally, uh, ending on, a, on an important list because uh, this relates to the big show where I'm hoping to see many of you uh, next week. Uh, from the NRF, from the Retail National Federation, here are their 10 predictions for retail in 2023. And a lot of these, again, were very interesting. Investments in the metaverse will be best described as, can you guess? Uh, it's going to be hot. It's going to be accelerated. No, according to the prediction from the, the NRF article, it's a hard maybe. So the metaverse... Only a hard maybe. Progress in Web3 is advancing, especially blockchain technologies, but overall acceptance is still in the early stages. Look for more retailers to jump on the retail media network bandwagon. The channel casts a wide net when it comes to new possibilities for increased revenue. In 2023, artificial intelligence shifts from singles to doubles, and to home runs. Uh, smaller footprint stores will flourish as retailers experiment with new formats. Generation Alpha, better known as Gen A, which will succeed Gen Z, is poised to be the largest and most technologically connected demographic in history, and they will test retailers like none before. Sustainability becomes the thread that weaves through the every business process. Greenwashing is tantamount to brand sabotage. 2023 marks a new normal for supply chains. Expect less chaos, a greater focus on projects that enable visibility, and a spotlight on emerging third-party logistics platforms. Retailers have been sounding the alarm on test for years. 2023 could generate a collective response on the federal and state level, and this one is way overdue. I've written multiple articles on this one. We really got to get our handle on theft. It is our hand, and we got to do a much better job at it. And the 10 trend, which is an interesting way to compromise, uh, shopping, uh, consumer shopping behavior were ultimately determined in 2023 whether it's going to be a good year or a bad year. So it's up to the consumers and what they do in 2023. So there is a list from multiple sources in terms of what 23 could look like from multiple perspectives. I do think retail is a robust industry and will do well. 
There will be challenges, but a lot of those uh, challenges will be in places that we're having challenges before we get into these tougher economic times. Some will recover and some, unfortunately, may not. So I'm looking forward again to see many of you at the NRF Big Show. Don't hesitate to look me up and potentially us getting together. And with that, let me turn it over to Tom. Well, thank you, Tony, and thank you, Reed. And today I'm recording on January 11th, a Wednesday. Normally we do our recordings on a Tuesday. And why did I bring that up? Well, because this morning, uh, for the first time since 9-11, uh, we had all air uh, travel grounded by the FAA in in the United States. Uh, this is a, a major big deal. I think uh, that last report, it was only grounded for about 24 minutes. Um, I think when we get it all said and done, it'll be somewhere between 22 and 34 minutes based on some of the reporting. But as of uh, just a few minutes ago, there were just about 5,000 flights and expected to be eight, up to 8,000 flights delayed and about 800 uh, canceled. And interestingly enough, we talk a lot of times about, I think in even the last podcast, the risk of legacy and outdated systems. And uh, Southwest experienced a, an outage because an older scheduling system that was 30 years old. And with the air traffic controlling system, this is one of those systems that is outdated, that uh, the FAA recognizes that, that every five or six years they talk about upgrading it. And some of it is older than 20 years old. And that allows for not only security risks, but the challenges like we're facing today with uh, ground stops. And yeah, this will be, uh, by the time you're listening to this podcast, this will be uh, all over the news. I expect if we publish on Thursday, like we always do, that uh, the cover of every probably newspaper in uh, the United States and globally will have something about this based on what is occurring. So Stay tuned to that, and uh, I think one of the things I would say is we, we continuously talk about the risk of outdated systems. I wanted to, to switch gears a little bit, and some of this may sound repetitive, but this is all new news, just things that are continuing uh, throughout uh, the chain of kind of cybersecurity and risk. Uh, the state of New Jersey uh, this week announced that they were going to ban TikTok on all state devices, and we've talked about other towns, states, federal governments doing that. I think this is a trend that's not going to go away. I think this is a trend that will continue. And eventually you'll probably see a rebranding of TikTok or TikTok just dissolving, um, even though it's as large as it is when you have multiple state and federal governments banning it, um, it becomes the next uh, run will be um, got probably some commercial establishments and then it becomes a very tough uh, challenge for a company like TikTok. Uh, I think one of the things to say is that while the, the Chinese government having ownership of TikTok poses risks or perceived risks that other social media platforms don't have, uh, there's no doubt that some of the other things with uh, TikTok are very similar to what you would experience with Facebook or Twitter. Um, so I think it's just something to keep an eye on. I wanted to, to talk a little bit about a, a different type of attack um, or thing that's occurring throughout social media. Before I get to the attack, I want to talk about a term called shadow banning, where an algorithm essentially uh, bans or, or doesn't show what um, it would normally show based on, you know, based on a, a certain... 
uh, subject or personality where there's an algorithm that doesn't eliminate it, but basically slows down. Um, I think it's stealth banning uh, or ghost banning of comments or post uh, posted posts on social media. We're starting to hear more about this. Um, and sometimes uh, this is unintentional and sometimes, you know, I, I can't confirm that it's intentional, but we do know that there were some reports specific to Twitter about government agencies working with Twitter to have accounts not show up on people's feeds and move things. Uh, one thing that I saw personally just occur is that there is a new type of a cyber incident or attack related to social media where somebody um, can take an influencer or a person of popularity and buy fake followers, which in turn causes an algorithm to sometimes inadvertently ban or lower that person's um, you know, ability to be seen by other folks. So I noticed on my Twitter account an extremely large amount of followers. Um, and my Twitter account has stayed in the the fourth, the two to four thousand follower range for literally years. And then all of a sudden at once I did and what I had looked at is the bulk of them were fake. And then I started doing some research and emailing. And apparently this is a thing that occurs pretty regularly. Um, and what it caused me to do is to research deeper, and one of the this is one of the inherent risks with social media that um, it, it's somewhat uncontrollable, and folks can go out and uh, artificially manipulate, uh, either uh, look a lot larger than they are, or vice versa, be inadvertently pushed down. Um, so when you start to really dig into this, there are a whole host of. Uh, uh, folks that are in the, the public spotlight that have been shadow banned. Uh, basically, this is um, one of those things that occurred um, around, you know, some of the political turmoil and some of the the censorship and some of the things that way uh, that, that we've been talking about for a while. Unfortunately, um, this has turned into a method of, of folks being able to artificially manipulate the way social media works. Why do we always talk about social media? Because we know that uh, the listeners here, um, uh, if you're listening to a podcast, there's a high likelihood that you are active on social media. Additionally, we know that most, if not all of the organizations that are here use social media and active intelligence some fashion to see what's going on, uh, certainly for event-driven data. So I think um, this is all... You know things that we need to be aware of. I, I would certainly say that this is there's no no uh, this isn't new news, but it's certainly something to be out there. Um, next week is the NRF Big Show. Uh, myself, Tony, and Reed will be taping live at the Big Show. So excited for that! It's always fun to be together. So we'll tape this podcast live together in person. So look out for that. Uh, if you're going to be attending the Big Show. Uh, Go ahead and reach out to any three of us. We'd love to say hello. Uh, also next week on Wednesday uh, is the LPRC, uh, LPRC's kickoff meeting at Bloomingdale's. So for those that are attending, um, look forward to seeing you. And with that, I will turn it back over to Reed. Thanks so much, Tom, for all that information. Thank you, Tony, as well. Um, and most of all, thank you all, uh, Diego and Wilson as well. Stay safe and stay in touch. 
Thanks for listening to the Crime Science Podcast presented by the Loss Prevention Research Council. If you enjoyed today's episode, you can find more crime science episodes and valuable information at lpresearch.org. The content provided in the Crime Science Podcast is for informational purposes only and is not a substitute for legal, financial, or other advice. Views expressed by guests of the Crime Science Podcast are those of the authors and do not reflect the opinions or positions of the Loss Prevention Research Council. 